welcome to the Movie Overload podcast, where we will be covering 100 essential films from A Trip to the Moon to Parasite and everything in between. Except for that guy. That, that have what was about. his name? I don't, he doesn't matter. Yeah. I dare know. not say it. Something. Woody Allen. <laughs> Ew, fuck that. <laughs> Got nauseous all of a sudden. Don't bring him Sorry. up on this podcast. You. Mm. Hi, I'm Hannah. I am Reese. And I'm Hunter the Apple Man. Hunter the, Hunter the Apple Man. Hunter Fuck the you and your apples. Man. Just don't bring those. I got a lot of flack about the I apples. This is like the third episode in a row that you bring <laughs> the apples, and we seriously don't need them. Man. Get them out of here. There's no apples in this movie. Pretty sure. There, are there? I don't think so. Not in the same way that they were in the last two. I don't remember. I mean, it would, I, mean I would be surprised if there weren't, just because there's so much movie to have apple in. It's true. <laughs> They is so much movie to have Apple so in. So much. Big movie. <laughs> Good English, Reese. Thanks. Good job. Movie big. big monkey. <laughs> he big monkey. The shadow he of good he dog. big monkey <laughs> looms over us all with he big movie. <laughs> he big movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that funny. To close out this trilogy of the he big. <laughs> um, he big monkey. He big monkey. Anyway. He, he big good puppy. This, this time... Silas is gone. He died. He's not with us anymore. <laughs> um, He's no longer with Silas us. No Sad. <laughs> uh, we miss him dearly. However, uh, it's just because he didn't he didn't watch this movie. Yeah, so we told him to fly home. I, I can't really blame him. We told him to get back where you came from. E. That's a spoiler. Um, we're talking <laughs> about uh, an interesting movie with lots of weird kind of tensions and criticism around it uh-huh. that still somehow is basically one of the highest grossing movies of all time and the and uh Venus yeah the inflation. right yeah. i was gonna say i guess depending on your calculations if you're just for inflation it is still by a huge margin the most the highest grossing movie of all time it's gone with the wind and then when you go into the abstract this is a musical transition we can put that in uh i just i just made like a wind blowing sound and i can be like with the wind uh because we're nostalgic about things that were bad um yay just like this movie yeah oh sorry wait okay uh so this movie came out in 1939 it was based on a novel by margaret mitchell that had come out three years before a big chonker of a book over a thousand pages a big chonker uh so you know made adapting it a little bit rough that's why the movie's uh three hours and 40 minutes and we'll talk about that a little bit later Mm -hmm. as well uh Directed by several people, primarily our old friend, Victor Fleming. Good. You know, call him a friend, I guess. A, a good buddy who he's we don't he that entirely He's not really of. delivering on what we're looking for. No, but, you not know, really. appreciate it's actually doing stuff. Right. He, he tried his best. He's doing something. He uh, let some... I don't know what it is. He, he big I monkey. <laughs> he <laughs> big <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't Definitely, know. Definitely, it, it really... Like this is one of those ones that also was very popular at the time. What <laughs> what <movie>. happened? <laughs> okay, Reese's this is uh, going to be an interesting still recovering episode. From the trauma this of is going to be a little bit rough. I, I'm the only one of the uh, three of us that watched it in one. Yeah, sitting. you I'm you sorry, did. I, I was a wuss, and back I just back. my it's time so was long. broken up weird, and it hurt so much. With Wizard of Oz, I, the abuse, so much, so much Fleming it's just, getting. It's been a rough week. Like basically, an entire video game. I'll be honest. 
because well, Donut mm-hmm. County, you do not have to pay attention to the, the dialogue yeah. because it's poorly written and boring oh. anyway. Oh, good. So just, <laughs> I just look down and, you know. Yeah, just I basically the w- did the same thing. You just move around the joystick I and couldn't the hole gets bigger as it swallows up things. Yeah, and that's, that's I kind of cheated this movie, I'll admit. But, yeah. like, I just could not bring myself to fully engage with it because I could just tell from the beginning that it it's, just was not going to give me anything. It's upsetting. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Why for is it a several classic? reasons. Uh, we can get into that. It, mm. Sure. Mm, I don't mm. know. Well, I don't know. There's various things to talk about there. But I, it was yeah. very popular even just when it came out. Like, some people didn't think it was going to be great. And then it came out, and they were, like, breaking attendance records at the theater it premiered at in Atlanta. Like, they were selling tickets, I think, for, like, 40 times the normal price. Like, people Wait, spent really money on this thing. Dang. Yes. Why would that they do that? 40 times the normal price? I think, I'm pretty sure sit I, down I for did four see it. Is that, like, spending, like, 60 bucks to go see a movie? I don't know. I probably, yeah. Or $30 for one movie. Uh, uh, um, ha, 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 uh, uh, don't, don't watch Mulan. Shout out to um, anyway, Mulan. Um, that. Yeah, no, but I, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't always 40 times the price. That might have been for like certain showings, I think. But like, definitely they were. it seemed like they were charging more than usual, which may mm-hmm. have helped it get a lot of money. Uh, it also was re-released generally throughout the century. As time went on, they just put this, kept putting this out, which we kind of discussed with... Like Snow White probably helped also add to its, I guess, helped add to its total as money-wise anyway. But people seemed to really like it at the time. People still seemed to hold it in high regard. Um, I'm not really entirely sure why. Because, like, it's nice. It's it's well-made, I guess. Mm -hmm. It looks cool. But, like... It kind of has gathered criticism over time, then and now, for kind of glorifying the old South mm-hmm. and kind of the, this kind of pre-Civil War era in the s- southern United States where it's like, we had slavery, and boy, it was a good time. Like, right. I had Which that kind of conversation with my mom. Like, mom was there when I started watching it yesterday, and we were just like, it's okay to represent things like this in, like, a historically accurate way. Like, you don't have to you know necessarily change things to be like more politically correct or whatever but it's also framed you know you can cast it in a light where it's like this happened but we don't approve of it this does not do that this is like this happened and it was awesome right well that's the thing is that when it starts with like oh this is like the last age of like you know chivalry yeah. and knights or yeah. something like that and, and but like, then I'm it's sorry. like master and slave and it's like right. oh god yeah. <laughs> don't do that <laughs> it says disgusting things like right from the get go and yeah. it seems racist and weird and gross very but at the same time it's it's weird because like for me it never was convincingly glorifying anything mm-hmm. yeah like I didn't really sell why those things were supposed to be good it was just like oh it's the bygone era Weren't it, weren't it good? I don't know. I just lapsed into horrible English. Um, but yeah, like it just kind of assumes (laughs) that you just like, it's like nostalgic for something almost. It's just like, Mm. remember when things were this way, which at the time wasn't that long past. Like this was like, I thought it was just trying to be historically accurate, but yeah, I I guess I see it. I don't know. I couldn't really vouch for anything like that because I don't really know. But like it, it felt like a fantasy of just like the past. Yeah. And just like, but like 
it wasn't good. Yeah, it, and it wasn't convinced. Like, there was nothing about that era no, that I would yeah. want to live in. Right. Not only just from the perspective of, like, oh, yeah, that was actually shitty in reality, but even in that weird fantasy world of everything being fine. Yeah. Like, I don't it know. It still sucks. It's just, yeah. It's it still gross and weird, weird, and I hate pretty much every character in this yeah. movie. I do, too. I, I think everyone in this movie is kind of a heap of trash. Like, it's, it's made it really hard to get into. Was her name Melanie? I think so. Yeah, the, she's okay. The cousin or something. Yeah, I mean, the like rival. she's supposed to be nice, but she's also yeah. kind of nice. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just really hard for me to grasp onto anything that happened. Yeah, so much so long. competitive and yeah, jealous. I guess we can try and go through people. what happens. Like, I think the reason why I have any kind of appreciation for it is probably not the way I feel like a lot of people talk about. Where mm. they're like, oh, it's it's the most beautiful love story ever told. It's like yeah. it's amazing. It's gorgeous. And for me. It's not any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is like bad person doing bad thing to other <laughs> bad person. And it just <laughs> is this endless cycle of yeah. garbage and feeling useless and disgusting and depressed and not being able to live with yourself for four and a half hours or three and a half hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it's forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like for some reason, there's something that manages to be effective in that. Mm-hmm. And it almost works for me on this level of like almost a weird kind of like masochism on part of the characters and on part of the audience for in any way trying to sympathize with these characters who suck yeah and that is interesting to me i kind of wondered if they were going for that at the end right when he leaves her and it's like oh everything that has happened up to this point has just led to more failure and misery and like maybe that's the whole point but like i don't know if it was right (laughs) i don't know if that's what they were going for but i do i do kind of like that Mm -hmm. and there is there is some interesting critical sentiment that was around even at the time it came out that I will throw in here and I think is interesting because it's very not in the camp of like, oh, it's such a beautiful love story. Right. Yeah. There's some cool stuff that was said. So It wasn't what I expected. I actually had no idea what it was about. Mm. Yeah. I didn't really know any details about it. I've really. heard about it, but never yeah. seen it. Like it. Yeah. It is something that's so ingrained in just popular culture. Like you just, you just know about it. It's just kind of mm. out there brought up but like it's got that famous line what is it (laughs) right and for me the only reasons why it it belongs anywhere near this list Mm -hmm. is max steiner's incredible score yeah the ridiculous cinematography Mm -hmm. that just feels so wide and expansive Mm -hmm. and and vast and colorful in this way that like is frankly shocking even with like the context of knowing what they could do with like the passion of joan of arc like Mm. I can't think of another movie that feels like, like it, that that has that kind of scope in the frame yeah. that, that that movie does. Totally. And it's like obviously there's something like Villeneuve, which we talked about, like mm. with its his like massive like wide shots, <laughs> but it's a different vibe yeah. than that. Right. It's something, yeah. I mean, the camera like, truly feels like grand and epic in mm-hmm. this way that I don't know how to explain. Right. There's just like various aspects of it that feel very like big and ambitious, and just like yeah, the shots, the music, like the length. There's just all these things that are, are big and impressive and it's cool. Like they pulled it off nicely, but like the content of it, like could not give a shit about any of these well, people. Right. Like, the characters are annoying. I hate every single character Literally. in that movie. And uh. that's kind of why for me there's like the weird kind of yeah. masochism to the right. film. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I hate you and I hate everything that you're doing mm-hmm. and 
there's something slightly satisfying about the fact that everything's going bad for you, but also I yeah. feel bad for you. Right. Yeah. It, no. So much like, crisis one after the other. Oh it was kind gosh. of a lot to take. It got com- it kind of comical at the end, I felt like. It was. Yeah. People it was started like, like just dropping just dead left and right, and I was like, oh my God. It's Doing like this aggressively just can. melodramatic. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's weird because... It's like 2020. It, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. basically is 2020 <laughs> the movie. It is a train, a train wreck of just everything bad happening and, it, and to a point where it's almost comical. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's weird because it, it soap operas are popular for a reason and it's because mm-hmm. people like a melodrama that is just completely ridiculous and so there's something about that people like about just the like overwhelming kind of just like so overdone emotion that like you can very easily just become desensitized yeah. to it all. And it's depressing. Like that movie is gone with the one is so depressing to me mm-hmm. but mm. it's it's simultaneously like it does fulfill that kind of weird melodramatic thing that like while i don't enjoy right. there's something about it that does work for mm-hmm. me yeah and i don't i don't know why maybe it's different when you watch it in one sitting true and you're sitting there in a basement feeling bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a different experience than we did but for sure yeah, no, like, it, you would think that it would be like, oh, man, really, like, the Old South had kind of nothing to miss. Right. Or something. But it there is, like, it, it is kind of like, oh, man, we're lamenting the loss of the Old South. And it's like, it didn't convince me that there's anything that the Old South, yeah. you know, had that was valuable. It definitely, like, it more feels like life got worse for her, for Scarlet, like, the more she participated in the way that the world actually works, Mm -hmm. which to me is just like, okay. So essentially the nice thing about the old South in this movie's opinion is the fact that one can entirely remove themselves from reality and the, and the problems of real people. And I'm like, that's, that's not anything to celebrate. And I don't, and it's kind of trying to celebrate it. And that's, you know, obviously shitty and I don't have any respect for that. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It's weird because it's again, like, in the way that I can be sympathetic for like the emotions of so many like fucked up people. I, I yeah. kind of feel that for everything surrounding this movie where it's like, man, all of this sucks and is just totally coming from this like weird wrong place that just is entirely like helpless, like mm-hmm. just so like lost and aimless and wandering yeah. and trying to find just like something desperately to grasp onto and feeling completely incapable of doing so. And it's like, I have a sympathy for that. I have a sympathy for the writers and <laughs> the, act- the actors that had to put themselves through this yeah. Yeah. And, and everything surrounding the story and the characters and all of that. And it, you know, it doesn't make this an enjoyable film or something no, that I have yeah. like a, a reverent respect for. It just makes it something that like very interestingly had a sort of effect on me, even mm-hmm. if I, which is true, certainly never planned to watch this movie again. Right. Like, Every yeah. once in a while, I might actually like scrub through it because it's <laughs> on Max just to look at certain shots, which are yeah. gorgeous. But yeah. like, man, it's it's a really deeply immoral time. I put this on my letterbox review. Mm-hmm. It's it's a deeply immoral period in American history that's then fetishized by another deeply immoral period in American history yeah. that then we're watching in another deeply immoral <laughs> period, and it it just feels like compounding our obsession with the shitty parts of the past yeah. up, upon itself mm-hmm. people worshiping this movie worshiping a shitty period 
you know, it just, it, it goes back. And, and, and then even then this movie at the beginning is almost, it's fetishizing the South, but it's also sort of fetishizing like, you know, the crusades and other mm -hmm. shitty periods of America, right. not American history, but of Western history. And yeah. it just kind of feels like this endless cycle of us looking backwards at the thing, you know, before us that sucked mm -hmm. and being like, Oh man, Good times. wasn't that great? Because <laughs> I don't actually have to think about any of the moral implications of that time, but I do have to think about the moral implications of the time that I'm in now. Yeah. You know, mm. and it, it's so like, it's so lost and depressing in that sense mm -hmm. because it just feels like it's maybe, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally just saying like, man, we all long for the thing that we don't know about because we can imagine it was better than this. Yeah. Right. Uh, but in reality, sense, life yeah. just sucks. Right. And something that I found that's kind of maybe related to that. Do you know what it also is depressing is the, the highest grossing movie before Gone with the Wind came out was Birth of a Nation. <laughs> God. Which is really depressing. Like yep. <laughs> having those two be like the height of your like financial success in film is like mm -hmm. yikes. What is Birth so, yeah. of a Nation? Ooh. It's another kind of pseudo historical film that is pretty heavy on the white supremacy. <laughs> like, yay. To the extent of it, like, really like, kind of, it didn't create the KKK. It, it's very, yeah, clan centric. It directly celebrates it's, the KKK. Yeah. Oh my God. It is the kind of movie it's that in Black Klansmen they watch at the Klan yeah. meetings. Yeah. Like, it's oh. way heavier on that than this is, even. Yeah. But, like, wow. it obviously, like, I did not know that it was that successful. I didn't know it was that big a deal. But, mm -hmm. yeah, the. Our stuff on this was wow. being like yeah. it's it's this so aggressively gone with the wind gone with like the wind unseated birth of a nation as like the highest grossing film it was so time, long which is it's weird busted. that it came out the same year as wizard of oz mm. and they were like wrestling to get that time down yeah. for wizard of oz closer to an hour Just and a half and gone right. with the oh, wind man. is like even hey, this they had to keep down yeah. i'm four hours yeah. but yeah no it is interesting that Gone with the Wind ends up being such a long movie, like yeah. made by the same guy, but right. like they, yeah. they, they're they wanting it to be so much shorter, and then it ends up being, you know, this long, and, and still so successful. But I've actually heard that uh, if they were to adapt the movie like according to like more directly the way that the book went, it would be three months long. Oh my gosh, that's what I that's what, what I heard somebody yeah. say. Uh, like I, I don't uh, know that there are those time skips. Like I was talking to yeah, my manager oh my at work, gosh. who was like, "I hate that movie," but she's like, "I like the book. Hmm. The mm. book is actually one of my favorite books when I read it as a kid, and wow. it's really interesting." And I was watching the movie, and I was like, "Oh, it's literally nothing like the book in this sense." And hmm. yeah, she was saying that it would be like three months long if they adapted it the way. Yeah, that oh. and maybe that's why. Was written. If the book was really popular, then maybe that's why so many people went to go see it. Yeah, true. Mm. Despite its link <laughs> yeah but also for sure. people for some reason really like being nostalgic about the south and the confederacy mm -hmm. even I mean, to it's this like day still a thing like yeah. people like having their confederate flag right. around yeah there's just like a with like confederate flags mm. on the back of their cars and like yeah. truck nuts or something yeah like uh. there's just like a weird pride in i mean i can't speak of because i'm i guess we were from the south we're not anymore haven't been for a very long time but like mm -hmm. You know, I don't get, I guess, the pride of, like, I'm from the southern half of the country and, like, maybe even a specific set of those states that are just, like, right in that area. And, like, there's yeah. this, yeah. Well, it's, Confederacy you know, thing it's is like, a historical like my family's thing. from like, Virginia. Yeah. Like, like, Robert E. Lee was, like, 
I don't know, some great, 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 great uncle <laughs> times removed or something Fancy. like that. And honestly, the fact that like that knowledge of the fact they were related to that guy is even like remembered now is kind of weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. it's still just it really like, wasn't that long ago. Amount of like relatively pride about it, which is yeah. You know, it's weird. It's weird because it's like it. It was just a war where like, I mean, brothers had to, you know, yeah. kill kill their family. You know, like brothers killing brothers, fathers killing sons, and it. Yeah, isn't it still like the war that took the most American lives? I think. I mean, it's probably up there. I think it's. it's not the I think it might be. One. Yeah, I'm hearing that like more than the world wars. Yeah, which is crazy, but like, I mean, yeah, it's not a good time. Yeah, but it, it's just. It's a weird thing that people are cool, obsessed with because then, yeah. the, you know, people are, you know, making it, you know, they're saying, you know, it's, you know, it's about states' rights. Yeah. It's about this. It's about that. It's not about, it's not about slavery. And <laughs> I don't know. I, it kind of feels a pretty big like part of it. <laughs> it's a significant enough part of it that I don't know why it's right. something that people hold on to the extent of wanting to celebrate it still. Right. Like states' rights. You mean like the states' rights to have slaves? <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> Like, ultimately it just no. feels like the kind of period and this is obviously just my personal opinion no mm-hmm. offense to people who feel differently or whatever but like it it just feels like there's enough murkiness and you know messed up stuff going on enough that like it mm-hmm. just doesn't feel like the kind of thing that needs to be celebrated like we yeah. don't lose anything right by not celebrating this yeah I like it can be a part of history don't really understand that's it, fine yeah. and i'm not saying people like shouldn't study this era and yeah, history. Totally. like i, I, I do find it, it. Yeah. interesting to study yeah but i uh it, it it still has been celebrated in a lot of weird ways right and and that's it, why i don't get why i really don't mind when we change names of places that are named after like confederate generals or whatever or like mm-hmm. pull statues down like go Did off guys they stood for something really terrible and i don't i don't want right. to celebrate that kind of like this movie See yeah. that new article that's going around the last few days of somewhere in the South are trying to petition for a Confederate statue to be removed and replaced with one of Chaswick Bodeman. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. an improvement. I totally said that Chadwick so. Bozeman. Wow, I switched those letters. Oh, <laughs> I, I am so tired okay. right now. I understand. <laughs> yeah. If we were Chadwick banking them, we'd probably Bo- be even more tired than Ooh, we are now. True, Indeed. but yeah. thank God it's we a good don't thing do we that. Don't record multiple yeah, at the mm-hmm. same time. Chadwick Bozeman. Good dude. Rest in power. Yeah, Liked that guy. <sighs> a legend. Mm-hmm. Man, everything's yeah. so sad. Like it's a really rough time. It's a I rough know time. this year really sucks. Yeah, which will come up again mm-hmm. as we keep talking about uh, the recent release of this movie oh. on a certain streaming service that yeah. we watched it on. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I can just talk about that right now since we're kind of on right. that topic. Did we did we already do a plot summary? I can't even. Remember. Uh, no, we did not. I guess we oh. can try and do that first. It, yeah, we can. Okay, I'll try and stumble my way like through that. Minutes see then. if I see if I remember how it goes. Uh, you've got your Southern Lady Scarlet, and she is crazy, <laughs> True. and she likes Ashley, but Ashley's gonna marry his cousin. Uh, Ashley is a boy. Anyway, uh, doesn't so yeah that doesn't work out, and she says she'll marry the other guy. And then he goes off to war and dies, and then well, she does marry. She him. does. She does marry him. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember if like they actually got. And married. And then she's like and then widowing, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. I hate and she's this." Like, I, didn't give I don't a actually crap. care. It's whatever. And I don't want to have to wear black. Also, Rhett Butler is there, and he's funny, kind of. 
he's just he's kind of like usual, a garbagey like, 1930s yeah. looking dude and he's just token garbage man right yeah. and he's just like uh you know i i oh, kind hey. of i guess his vibe is like oh see, at least i admit i'm garbage yeah kind of he's True. definitely you know he's not like the other guys we, we love men who's, so. he sucks we love men who sucks. acknowledge the fact yeah. that they're trash right and, right and, and then i mean i don't know kind of by the end he semi maybe kind of becomes not that bad like he, he has like a bit of a growth arc because like it a little bit yeah and she just doesn't like our no, main character she scarlet like she stays the same three what she She's goes to three so marriages annoying. in the course yeah. of this movie right you know i mean boy She's a mess. So many, so many years of history happen. Like I don't know how many, how many years take place throughout this movie. Like nearly twenty mm-hmm. years. It's like a long like time, that. yeah. Because like they go through basically the end of the Civil War. Like she's doing stuff. She's trying to like keep down her plantation home and stuff, and like all that. And then the war ends, and like it's a mess with all that. And that's like the first half of the movie. It like starts right, right before the, the war starts is declared. Like starts before the war is declared. Yeah. So okay. and then goes through like the end of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Like ends. Yeah. Like I'm like forgetting all these details. The fallout. Of yeah. The so war they ending. show the whole thing in like yeah. the first half, roughly. I think mm-hmm. maybe even into the second half. And then the second half is her just like being like, "Nah, yeah. money, I'm money, marry all this that dude matter. and run his business, and then get rid of that." Oh yeah, it's paid like the taxes or something on the plantation. Oh, right, yeah. Uh huh. It's weird. And then that doesn't work out. Does he die? Yeah. I think. He dies because she gets attacked by some people. Oh, yeah. And she's complaining about it a bunch. Right. That she got attacked, and so her husband goes out trying to get those guys, and he gets killed. And she does not care again that her Yeah, she doesn't really get attached to any of these people. She's she's a real piece of work. There's just never anything good about her mm-hmm. there's no there's never like she's annoying from the first scene. yeah just and honestly i looked up a few things about this movie and like reviews or comments on it i would see positive things like oh mm-hmm. it's such a classic and yep. oh the casting and writing is just genius mm-hmm. and i was like or yeah casting and writing and i'm like the acting drives me nuts and it's probably because their script was like crappy i don't I know think they got her, like academy awards for this too like are you serious yeah for the acting and a lot a lot of things what? they have this movie got eight academy awards oh and one best picture because wizard of oz lost yeah to it. and two honorary apparently wow so. i just thought they were super annoying yeah they were but i i i don't know it's like i, I don't know if it's just the characters or not right because that's the thing like, i try to when i watch movies yeah. like this i try to separate in my mind as much as i can to figure out like okay is the thing I'm not responding to the performance, the writing, mm, or just the character. Good. And yeah. with this movie, I kind of feel like, very frustratingly, it's the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I I'm agree. not sure yeah, if I'm supposed to like them, but I definitely don't yeah. like them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I feel like it's written poorly and performed poorly. It's like I feel That's like fair. the actors mm-hmm. were given this thing to do. The writers were given this character to work with because it's a melodrama. So everything, maybe it's, that's what it is. It's just yes. yeah. it's so over the top and it's so extra, and it, I yeah. I hate that. And yeah. melodramas don't. Like, I don't think melodramas work now. Like no, it's really hard. They do as plays, much. right? They're yeah. fun as mm-hmm. plays, Better. especially as comedies. But this yeah. was not. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just like, could not get into it. But yeah. like with, for example, Kurosawa's melodramas, mm. yeah, generally tend to as far as modern reception go, be considered his like weakest films mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on, on the one. Yeah. But you know, 
uh, he did he did one called The Lower Depths based, based off of uh, Maxim Gorky's play. That one is a melodrama that really works, but it's because it's got a, a setting that is, it's like a one location short movie with these characters mm. that you actually do sympathize for because they are put in garbage, uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Not that you are following people that are doing uncomfortable garbage things to themselves the entire time. Actually, right. it kind of feels like how I've heard people describe Game of Thrones hmm. is what Gone with the Wind is. How so? No, I because don't I've watch. heard Game of Thrones curious, is yeah. just all these bad people uh, yeah. doing bad things, yes, making I life agree. hard on I themselves and that. others. And it just yeah. is this endless cycle of that. Agreed. And I'm not sure because I guess I haven't watched it. I feel like the, the thing that I hear. I feel like watch. this is probably worse, but I think on that general yeah point of like, yeah, bad people doing bad things. I agree. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, I don't know. It's it's interesting because maybe it works for some people, but like we mm-hmm. we've talked about that before on the podcast. But like our our modern you know v- viewing uh, minds, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> tend to prefer realism. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, like in in this in a weird sense, like Lady Bird is kind of the peak of what. Uh, or just a very good example of what we want in movies now, mm. I think, largely as a society. Yeah. We want something that, like, responds to our very specific experiences, and we, we want something that, like, conveys real characters that have, you know, issues, but also that you feel sympathetic for. Right. And, and, and basically you, you feel like you're coming out, like, learning something about real life. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can empathize and relate mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I and get this that. movie For definitely sure. is not that because nope. its, its goal is like, hey, we are going to just produce the strongest emotion we can in you, mm-hmm. um, at the expense of, you know, anything real happening, or you know, at the expense of really talking about the issues. In mm-hmm. the right. Mind. Totally. And so it's just, just dramatic pain <laughs> all the way through. Pain. And it's, I don't know. That's why I feel conflicted on it because it's like it's entirely unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know that I feel like because it's entirely unenjoyable and I don't want to watch it again that it sucks. You know, right. it's like I know it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird mix of things, mm. which is I think why I gave it a four because it's like <laughs> it's it's redeeming not as a film, <laughs> but it, it's redeeming as far as it like as its production mm-hmm. like the content of the film is not redeeming the production yeah. of the film is in some ways redeeming for at least a decent half of its reputation yeah like it deserves half of That's the fair. reputation it has yeah i think it's yeah it's notable for that just the production side of things is interesting and then it almost just is like it has a reputation because it has a reputation mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just so ingrained in culture yeah and just it's just so kind of universally and I think known of and the fact that it is you know. also says something about our society mm-hmm. that like you know is is uncomfortable to think about but mm-hmm. but it's it, it's still so it's still so culturally relevant and yeah. that's yeah. that's weird yeah do people and like it cuz it is a classic it's kind of like wizard of oz like people just say it's a classic so yeah. they kind of just like it and think it's amazing without actually 
making yeah. their own opinion on it. Right. It's it it's was even weird. Like yeah. like looking through the letterbox reviews. Like this has a pretty high rating on Letterbox, but like looking through the like popular ones, like there were some people who had similar takes to us where they're like one or two stars or three stars and they're like mm. Yeah, it's a classic, it's kind of impressive in some ways, but like the story's really trash. Like this is not something that's worth celebrating. Like this is right. kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there were also plenty of like four and a half, five star reviews where they're like, oh my gosh, it's the best. I love it. I'm just like, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I haven't read too deeply into that kind of stuff for just the personal takes on stuff. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still a fairly diverse opinion, but trends toward positives, right? For sure. Like, I think it's bonkers how good it looks mm-hmm. and how good it sounds. Yeah, it's a very pretty movie. But other than that, and I, and I think it's, it's also kind of bonkers that it, for me at least, the pacing is it's good enough that it doesn't feel too bad for a three yeah. and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. It's got interesting pacing. It's not right. And if something nobody I like ever was compare happening. it to, what <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Right. Seven Samurai, which is a movie yep. that is three and a half hours long, that feels like it's twenty minutes long because mm-hmm. it just right. works so I don't perfectly. Mind. I mean, I'm it's actually into what's happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gone with the Wind works by like sheer force, where it's just like bombarding you with the fact that this is a long mammoth of a movie mm-hmm. and you have to respect it and yeah, it you right. know and i think it, it it works kind of on that level but it's not this like subtle thought out like yeah. somehow this manages to be this long because it requires itself mm. to be that long right. because it it deserves that length yeah. and it you know it just kind of ended up happening the audience like, there. yeah like it just was being adapted from something that was just mm-hmm. enormous in scope and then narrowing that down was yeah. the writers were not entirely up to that task. Perhaps I think there, there seemed to have been an argument like, like the first draft pass was like a six and a half hour movie, basically Dang. like if they had gone through with it, but then like they went through it and some people were probably still like, I think, or yeah, I saw some quotes where people were like, you still kept a little bit too much of the book in there. Like I think mm. it definitely, even at the time was a little bit criticized for its length. Like it's like, did, did it really need to be this long? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think Probably it would be on this list at all if it weren't that long in a weird mm. way. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think know. it would have had the kind of relevance because a lot of people haven't seen movies this big. Yeah. You know, haven't There's seen a, movies in such a grand scope. Like and when you do, it is yeah. its own kind of spectacle. Right. You only get a pass for this length at this point if you are Marvel movie. <laughs> I just pulled <laughs> right. up in some. Pu- like in the big public consciousness. Mm-hmm. Positive yes. reviews on yeah. Letterboxd. Just to reference what you mentioned. Yeah. And someone said, it's currently 1230 a.m. and I'm utterly speechless. My plan was was to watch half tonight and half in the morning, but Mm. I really couldn't put this down. The three hours and 58 minutes runtime flew by so fast. Timeless masterpiece. Never in a million years. This is a different one. Never in a million years did I think that Scarlett O'Hara, of all people, would be someone I identify with so strongly. Oh, God. Who are these people? Where did they come from? <laughs> Why did they give no, it five stars? Oh, man, I really just hate having no regard for anyone around me. Like, that is Scarlett yeah. O'Hara's character. Just like, I have Literally. no respect for anybody around me. And, and there's everybody no... Everybody can go to hell because I don't want to be poor again or something. Yeah. That's her motivation. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no resolution in the movie. Like, it's yeah, pretty disappointing. It ends. You never care about them. Mm-hmm. It just happens, and it's like four if that's, hours if of that's your actually life, you its point, back. that it's calling out, like, hey, our, yeah. in our society, like money rules everything and Mm -hmm. it's like really upsetting that it like pushes people to these extremes 
And if that that's what it really felt like it was going for, that would be another thing. Like, I do think that that is there. And I don't know if that's the point or not. Mm-hmm. But, like, it right. does get that point across. Yeah. You know? That is definitely an interesting part of it. That just made me think, too, of, like, some of the review snippets that I saw that I kind of wanted to bring up, too, that I thought were interesting. Because some people, yeah, like, obviously, at the time, people still liked it. But then there was, like, what was this one? Yeah, generally well-received, especially on the technical front, highly ambitious, and, you know, it does what it needs to. But then there was, like, quotes about it being too long and dramatically unconvincing. Hmm. was the quote I saw there. And then, like, Franz Hellering, who wrote for, like, The Nation, said... The result is a film which is a major event in the history of the industry, but only a minor achievement in motion picture art. There are moments when the mm. two categories meet on good terms, but the long stretches between are filled with mere spectacular efficiency. That is probably the best take I've yeah. heard on like any there movie are really ever. good. That's good, like, yeah. Yeah. Can takes you repeat on this. that one more time? Um, yeah, I'll get the big bits. Louder for the film, people in the back. Which is a, a major event in the history of the industry, but only a minor achievement in motion picture art. Mm. There are moments when the two categories meet on good terms, but the long stretches between are filled with mere spectacular efficiency. Mm. That's a very interesting phrase. Mere spectacular that efficiency. That is. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's like you're you're doing your thing. Mm. You're getting your job done, but like what you're doing is not artistic. And there yeah. was also a discussion here about like it it came out like there was yeah with that stringent desire to like stick close to the source material that which was kind of driven by the producer it sounds like uh, Selznick like it seems like like there was this opinion that it felt like a movie that was produced instead mm. of being like created or directed that it was just it kind of was forced into existence that is interesting and that it wasn't an incredibly artistic endeavor which, which is weird like i have respect like, for selznick right because you know he did he did king kong and the star is born yeah yeah like but. yeah these guys are notable film workers mm-hmm. but like they made this thing that just ends up feeling you know it's impressive but also maybe a little bit soulless in a way like it just it doesn't yeah. have a lot of heart to it which maybe I mean, not it's is it's at least got one half of yeah. the two things that you want in a movie like this right. which you know, if we're going to to the Rise of Skywalker, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, flat, boring, uninteresting, and also artless. Mm-hmm. This one is is is, yeah, grand and a, a spectacle, mm-hmm. but also artless. And yeah. it feels so hard to find an epic that doesn't feel artless, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if mm-hmm. you ask me, also like, I also think Endgame is artless in that way. I like it's also a spectacle agree, yeah. that can produce an emotion just by into that hitting thing, you yeah. over the head with it right. really it, it mm-hmm. just forces that emotion out of you just kicking you in the head until you cry or mm-hmm. something but it is artless mm-hmm. and the only like there are very few epics that i feel like actually manage to come across as artful and mm-hmm. i mean i guess we'll definitely get into it mm-hmm. but Seven Samurai is definitely that, and I'm assuming right. that yeah. any of Edward Yang's movies, like I'm, I'm right. sure Brighter oh, Summer yeah. Day is. I really look forward to watching that. Yeah. In in one sitting. Yeah. Because I actually feel like that's going to be something that is mm-hmm. enjoyable to watch, and that actually will feel right to watch. And it, I think it's, it's maybe important like for an epic to have the kind of humanist perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like yeah, this just did not have it at all. Like this was not something I wanted to get into from the beginning i could mm-hmm. just tell like i saw her just like ah, can't do it um it really was pretty I'll, I'll it was it. yeah it was so those pretty silhouette there, shots there was another like yeah. the yeah, golden hour cool. i just I oh was into that. that was yeah. so dreamy was 
Um, like it's it it's looks like the kind of thing that would be shot today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And would be impressive now. Yeah. You know? totally. Really pretty. A lot of neat stuff. Ooh, there was another review I had like I saved the snippet from. There was like something writing for the Guardian that said uh, if the story had been cut short and tidied up at the point marked by the interval, and if the personal drama had been made subservient to a cinematic treatment of the central theme, the collapse and devastation of the Old South, then Gone with the Wind might have been a really great film. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I think I agree. Think that would be kind of interesting. Huh? Like if you had kind of a nuanced perspective on the death of the Old South being Gone with the Wind, as it were, like, mm-hmm. and yeah, married that with the character drama, like probably would at least be somewhat more interesting than what happened like i think you could cut having it down, that core give it yeah. the like and that's weird to say for me because i'm a massive massive fan of the the 95 pride and prejudice miniseries yeah. <laughs> but give it the 2005 pride and prejudice yeah, Kira Knightley sure. treatment yeah uh, like you know cut you it down do into yeah. its, it's, its basest elements and then it's at least a movie that's like stomachable and it gets the point across that it's going for mm-hmm. and no, it's probably still not going to become an artful masterpiece, but it's it's at least a movie that's not going to, you know, you know. Sure, you wasted, in a way, four hours of yeah. your life, but it also probably sucked out four extra years of your life in a very <laughs> Princess Bride esque fashion. Oh. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Like I feel well, like my life expectancy well went down after watching this movie because it made me. St- depressed like it's right just yeah <laughs> and like it's so bad that kind of thought of the fact that like it almost is like two movies doing different things mm-hmm. definitely was yeah. seemed to be pretty popular too a lot of opinions where it's like the first half is at least slightly more interesting because it's set against the backdrop of the civil war yeah like you actually kind of have that idea of like this is the end of this era it's going away you know and things are it's a moment of massive change and there's maybe something interesting you could say there because it happened that's a half of the country roughly that like was kind of forced through great conflict to change their ways and you know that is kind of an interesting event in history and you could do something with that and then the second half is just like entirely the melodrama of the characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just like you lose all of yeah, that thematic interest yeah, in, yeah. Uh, interest and like it's so weird like i i agree with everything that's being said and i mm-hmm. also still like think it's a four-star film it's yeah. weird that's fair it's a weird mix of things that I yeah. like. I I don't know that I respect it. It's like, it's maybe if I do, it's, re- it's begrudging. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. also like, it does do something. You understand. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Well, and even just the fact that you keep saying it is a melodrama mm-hmm. just puts it all into perspective of it's supposed to be this way, I guess. Maybe yeah, to an extent. Ways. Yeah. Like it definitely could be done in, you know, a way that isn't quite as as soulless or in a way that's right. celebratory of something shitty but it i don't know it kind of does what it manages to do mm-hmm. in in maybe an uninteresting way but it's it's still a feat mm-hmm. i guess yes yeah totally agreed like it's it's a monumental also, movie regardless yeah. can we talk about scarlet's uh, temper tantrums oh God. And um, the you slapping. I mean, like the There's entire of length of the film. It's uh, <laughs> it was just so inspiring watching all of the the slapping. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, I want to go try that. She's just so grumpy. So <laughs> grumpy, like yeah. puts grumpy and Snow White to shame. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, more scared of her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's all I, over the place. 
never want to meet anybody like that. Maybe character. she's mentally mm. ill. I know many people oh, like sure. this character. <laughs> oh, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> I think right. I, I I know a few people that I feel like could probably sort of fit fit the bill for that, and they're not very mm. happy people. Mm. Yes. Uh, and they make me not very happy. Exactly. But um, Good stuff. But it's unfortunate. Like I don't know that this is the kind of person that like. That okay. That this sounds. This doesn't sound the way that I intended, but my sentence is going to be: This isn't the kind of person that should exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean that. I in got the, you. These I got people you. shouldn't exist, but more like, how do we live in a society that like breeds this sort of like mm. personality disorder? Exactly. I, guess, yeah. I was gonna right. say it very mm. much like a mental. Yeah. Something mentally is not right with you, <laughs> and it wasn't just the men being trash. Mm-hmm. This woman was pretty psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like it was both sides. Our our, our chronicling of you know, film so far has just been like, oh yeah, men are trash. Yeah. Man, they, we're they really we're do be trash. not a feminist podcast. We, we get to see, uh, uh, you know, women are trash and men are trash. Yeah. <laughs> women are crazy and evil. Men are garbage. Yeah. That is that. Good night, everybody. Um, do you want to hear about some of the production side of things? There's some interesting things that happen there. I do. Um, they, they were in pre-production for like two years for this they bought the film rights like a month after the book came out like it was like got it done Mm. and then it took two years basically to cast the leads because they really wanted clark gable on as rhett and he was like tied up in some other contracts and stuff like with mgm i think Mm -hmm. and then like they had to just have this giant rights battle and deal to like figure out how to let him be on the movie which eventually worked out and then for scarlet there was like this, it was like a big publicity thing. They were like, ah, the search for Scarlet. And they were like, they spent like $100,000 on this massive like casting search. And they mm. interviewed like 1,400 ladies trying to cast this character. Yeah. And then Vivian Lee was just like a random blip. Probably, I don't think even within that search. And it just like kind of worked out where they were like, oh yeah, she's the one. Sounds like how they found Alden Ehrenreich. Ooh, yeah, probably. For Solo. Yeah, yeah, like he was, like she, it sounded like she was like almost entirely unknown at that point and they were just like, yep, mm. she's the one. But she, well, she definitely had a career afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did she have a career at all before? I, uh, maybe. I didn't look that's too deeply into that part. No, that's okay. That's like, just really interesting. Yeah, no, she at seems... least as film is concerned. She's English, okay. actually, which mm-hmm. is funny too. Uh, and mm-hmm. they had to like get um, like accent coaches, <laughs> like voice coaches. Yeah. For the to get the southern accent right for all nice. these people, I loved uh, her dresses. Oh yeah, my gosh, the costuming yeah. was Gorgeous, very fancy. Yeah. And all these looked very nice. Hmm. Uh, she was ba-ba-ba-da. like very, very dramatic eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she had an interesting face. I know sure. people who act cool. the way that she acts, mm-hmm. like not like her character, like her acting style, and yeah. it is very mm-hmm. over the top. And today it would be called overacting. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's like really if over this the was top. one of her first like, big projects. Yeah, like whoa, that's and it's really over the top character. Yeah, that's huge. It felt like it was in service to the character. It was, way, uh, yeah, because I it's agree. just like she's such a like an explosive person mm-hmm. too. It's like whoa, so expressive. Um, writing was a mess, like we said. It got passed between a lot of different people. Mm. You know, tightened down. It ended up sounded like it's pretty similar to the original vision still, but boy, it went through a lot of different hands. Mm. Uh, Again, music. Max Steiner did this one. 
returning again from King Kong and Star is Born. Good for him. Go, Max. Uh, we and love you, he, we will hear from him again in Casablanca in yes. a couple of weeks. And I think the Maltese Falcon. Uh, or did he do just I the Treasure of the Sierra I don't. Madre. I think Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I didn't see Maltese Falcon. I think he okay. might have even done like the Big Sleep or something. Okay. Uh, but I don't think Maltese Falcon. I may anyway, be wrong. He's cool. I yes, like his busy guy. Very talented. Feels very Good influential stuff. on on Hollywood score in yeah. general. Uh, filmed from January to July. Went through, uh, George Cooker was the first director. He'd been on the whole pre-production cycle, apparently. Mm. Was like, he was the dude. Mm. Three weeks into shooting, he gets kicked out, and Victor Fleming is brought in. And then Victor Fleming eventually just got, like, exhausted. And they brought in a guy named Sam Wood to film for a little bit more. And then, I guess, they were done. Victor Fleming's like, I can't say Wizard of Oz and... Gone like with the wind. Out. Like, yeah. he's just like, I'm tired. I he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll do on. the bulk of the work on yeah. both. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not doing it all. Put my name on yeah. it. And there was oh. an interesting note that, like, um, with, you know, Cukor and Fleming's directing styles being very different, I guess George Cukor, like, kept mentoring, like, Vivian Lee and one of the other actresses hmm. on their acting parts, like, on the side, like, maybe even in secret, just to, like, I don't know. I guess they liked working with him and like the way that he directed their acting and like hmm. he kept having some weird input on the side, which was interesting. Interesting. Did they say why George Cooker was kicked out? I missed the bit there. I mean, That's okay. I, I didn't did really see much. I'm not sure about the directors who were kicked out yeah, of Wizard of Oz either. But there were some parts of this that yeah, I had trouble finding details on. But that's just interesting. Oh wait, no. Actually, I remember looking into this because I remember I looked into one of the details and I couldn't find it hmm. if i may quote wikipedia like a bad person ah uh, yes um, that's what we do there is a bit about selznick and cooker uh disagreeing over the pace of filming and the script hmm. um and then this is the weird part uh, other explanations put his departure down to gable's discomfort at working with him hmm. Hmm. Uh, and a biographer claimed that gable had wor- uh yeah claimed that gable had worked hollywood's gay circuit as a hustler and that Cooker knew of his past, so Gable used his influence to have him discharged. But Vivian oh. Lee and Olivia de Havilland uh, tried to have that not happen because they like working with him. Right. Mm. So I tried to look into whatever that was referring to with yeah. Clark Gable. I could not find more details on that. I had huh. trouble, at least with a cursory search, I did not see much about that. So I don't really mm. know what the details are behind that. But mm, that was a thing that like maybe he was also instrumental in that. So yeah, that's that's all I know huh. about the yeah. director swap there. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. That's just what's right there. So it, it was weird. The more we talk about it though, it Ugh. does in some ways kind of feel like the end game of its time. Kind of. I, I have another weird uh similar description yeah. that I may say. Let me check and make sure I don't have any more like fun weird stories. Uh oh, they're saying that there's like a myth that the Hayes office fined them like five thousand dollars for the don't give a damn line oh, because really? it's a swear. But apparently on like November first of that year, they wasn't like the Motion Picture Association had an amendment to the code that said that use of the words hell or damn would be forbidden except when their use shall be essential and required for portrayal in proper historical context of any scene or dialogue based upon historical fact or folklore. Or a quotation from a literary work provided that no such use shall be permitted, which is intrinsically objectionable or offends good taste. And that was too many words. Mm. But That's there was basically a loophole for like that word specifically, which is weird. That's 
Man, see that the Hays uh, code is just a little ridiculous. It's bonkers. I think we can and all like, agree on that. It really like, was like unoffensive. Yeah. Like who cares? But right. it's also just like okay, what? Mm. <laughs> like why? Uh, um, see, this is the kind of movie where it would be almost kind of cathartic having a character that just be like, "This is fucking ridiculous, though, yeah. right? Like you guys are all fucking kind of, insane. Yeah. Like you it's, know what it's I mean? a lot. Like that would make me enjoy this movie more. Yeah, it would be like again if it's just like kind of awareness. Um. Here's my here's my bad take. This may be a really like mm-hmm. weird take, and people can yell at me, but from what little I know, this reminds me of like this like has feelings of like Fifty Shades to it, in a way. Really? Like this feels like something like on the production side, kind of because there's like this mess of like adapting from a book mm-hmm. that's also like weird and like bringing it forward. But mm-hmm. obviously, this is like a hugely successful blockbuster in the ways that those never were. So it's not a perfect cor- uh, like mm-hmm. you know corollary but like there's just some weird stuff and then it feels like something that like middle-aged women would be like oh my gosh <laughs> gone with the wind oh 50 God. shades and meets like end game there's, there's just some weird stuff in there that's like and it. from like watching those videos uh that like folding ideas has about the movie about mm-hmm. like he has like an hour-long video for like each 50 shades movie and about, like all the weird production drama that was like within those and like I can't go into it. I can't defend this thesis entirely, but there's just enough similarities that kind of rings in a similar way to me about these movies. That's so interesting. Except obviously Gone with the Wind is like the most successful movie of all time. So like right. there's a pretty big difference and is, you know, regarded as a classic. So it's a huge difference, but also there's just certain mm. things that are like, yeah, uh, yeah. I see what in you're saying. Way, I never would have made that tie, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's also like maybe a little bit of marital rape going on. Yeah, that's also a little like, bit. That's kind of yeah. yeah there's a scene where that really happens, weird. and she's like, "Woo!" And then people are like, "Hey, uh, that's not cool." That was uncomfortable. Like, he's like, yeah. "Yeah, sorry for that." And she's like, yeah. "Oh no, you're she's good, just man." Like, I don't know. She's like, "She seemed like she was having a good like, time," and that's like, "Yikes!" Uh, very much against her cool. will. So yeah, like there's some stuff like that, and just there's li- it's little things, but it just yeah. made me think of it, and that's all I have to say yeah, about that. Uncomfy. Yeah. <sighs> I. You know, I, I, I'm fully prepared that, like, this episode included in, like, you know, like basically our last three episodes mm-hmm. are, are essentially three episodes of very controversial takes yep. <laughs> on beloved classes. This is true. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So, you know, okay. I'm, I'm apologetic if, you know, mm. y- you are a particular fan of uh, one or all of these films. Indeed. Um, but, you know, we're we just coming at it from whatever this perspective is that we have, which right. somehow we all happen to feel quite yeah. similarly on. Indeed. Which is always kind it of surprising. It could just be our generation, like, yeah. our age. I don't know. Mm. My, yeah. like, my mom would feel probably differently about this movie and very mm-hmm. differently than, like, my grandma feels about this movie. Because right. right. I have a, I feel like our grandma who lives in the South has talked about this movie mm-hmm. and loves stuff like this. So right. Interesting. Makes yeah. sense. My grandma... Like, does not like this movie. Really? really? She's I like, could be wrong. Long, and it's just straight depression the entire time. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I could be wrong, um, but I feel like for some reason she likes it. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know. Yeah. So. I don't have I don't have too many more details on it other than more of the racism side of things, which yeah, are yeah. very that interesting. That is an important thing to talk yes. about. Yes. So film. like it hit negatively uh-huh. pretty quickly. Like, you know, black audiences had a rough time with this for sure. There was a fun quote of him there about like 
Malcolm X seeing the movie and saying that uh, when Butterfly McQueen went into her act, I felt like crawling under the rug. Mm. Mm. I think that was uh, Prissy, was it? Or like one of the one of the slave mm-hmm. ladies. And like, yeah, it's boy, all this like slave acting is like very just kind of a weird stereotypical idea of like, like what those brutal. characters were like mm-hmm. to yeah, watch. It, it's rough, very subservient, and like in a in a positive way, which is bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's rough. Like they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, we're cool, we're slaves, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, guys, it's weird. Mm. So it yeah, it immediately was hit weird, but it's also really significant in a positive way because Hattie McDaniel, um, oh goodness, what was her name? Mammy. Yeah, she the was like the first main slave woman. She win. yeah was the first like African American actress to win any Academy Award. Mm. So like in a weird way, it actually was kind of a big step forward in a way for like yeah, black then, representation I mean, in y- film. You heard probably I'm assuming that you also heard what mm-hmm. happened at that like she wasn't allowed to sit she with, didn't the sit with them. Of, she had to sit at this like yep. separate table. And yeah. There was an interesting story too about that. Like yeah she wasn't allowed to sit or oh it was it was that she wasn't allowed to attend the screening. It was another thing. What? Uh she couldn't attend the premiere like with everyone else and like Clark Gable knew about that and was like what? oh I'm gonna boycott the event because that's terrible. And then, like, I guess she convinced him to go anyway. Wait, why? Which is weird. Mm. Um, why couldn't she go? Or yeah, because of like segregation laws and stuff. Like that was like still Jim Crow uh-huh. stuff. yeah, Jim Crow laws. Yeah, were pre- was preventing oh. her from attending all of these things in mm, the same gosh. way. I guess then, I was yeah, still was just thinking note. like that was wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Was that mentioned in the like the little preamble thing yeah, on it HBO? Was. was that that yeah she had to like sit at a side table or something yeah. at the Academy Awards to, and. She won a freaking award for best supporting actress, and she was pretty fun in the movie. Uh, yeah, but, like, it was she's a really great. good performance. Yeah, like so I really actually quite table. liked her. Yeah, yeah. She felt like the most real person, honestly, yeah. sometimes out of anything. But then she like, won. She won, uh, yeah, the best supporting actress Academy Award. But like, she couldn't. You would think that if she could win the right. award, yeah, she could sit with. It was everyone still else. just such a weird right. in between time with yeah the weird segregation well, stuff I still going that. and like mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really rough. So shameful. So all that. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Vivian Lee worked for 125 days for $25,000, and Clark Gable worked for 71 days and received over 120000 So there was also a massive gender pay disparity uh, between the two leads. We love so sexism. Like, yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, boy, like rough stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, and then the Marilyn Monroe thing was weird. Um, which I don't know. That's kind of the only details I had, at least for the modern reception of that right. or the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And then now is the HBO thing that I kind of referenced earlier, right. which is the video that we saw yeah. specifically came because HBO max started this year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I guess they put this movie up pretty shortly after, uh, the George Floyd thing happened mm. oh. and people were immediately like, yikes. This is this movie is rough, has the racism going on in like a very positive light, which is really bad. Um, yeah, there Why was a quote. What is this? Uh, John Ridley wrote in the day's edition of the Los Angeles Times, called for the streaming service to remove the film from the library, writing that it continues to give cover to those who falsely claim that clinging to the iconography of the plantation era is a matter of heritage not hate Mm. Mm. which is interesting that seems to be like its thesis right exactly like it's like oh it's just the way it was and that's why it's good Mm -hmm. because it's it's the past and we don't want to let go of our past even though it you know had this very horrible way of life 
And so I think that was interesting. And then, so they removed it. They took it off of HBO Max for a little while um, that back in June. And then eventually put it back up with that uh, little video at the right. beginning of her talking about like, hey, this is a movie that we are very aware has problematic content. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, racism and slavery in this movie is viewed in a way that is kind of, yeah, like fetishizing it. It's like it's being viewed as in a very positive light. And we know that that's wrong. But like we don't want to ignore this, erase this, forget about it. We have to just kind of be aware of it going in. Right. We're not approving of this, mm-hmm. but it is there. And yeah. You can't like get rid of it. And and I I appreciated a lot of what was in that thing, mm-hmm. but Me I too, also yeah. do have some issues with the way that it was presented yeah. because it was also like simultaneously doing that, but also like oh, but 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 don't don't shut it off. Right. Like it, yeah, it's exactly. A great, it's like a great you can movie. still watch it. Yeah. And it's like, like I don't think I don't you need to say that. Thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think you need the viewer discretion. Like, this is right. racist, and it treats it in this way, and yeah. we shouldn't erase history in the sense of we shouldn't get rid of this movie and pretend like there wasn't this racism exactly. at the time. Yeah. Like, explaining know, the I'm not going to delete this, this movie, movie from existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not going to censor it. Right. But I'm not necessarily recommending it to you right. either. But like. then it also being like, oh, but it's a, it's a truly uh, wonderful work. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, like, going on top of it, saying all that stuff just yeah, felt forced. that's true. Yeah, that's Very fair. much a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, Turner being like, but, but, you know, like still, you know, g- give us your right. money. Give yeah. Us your views. Like they still wanted you, you to know? watch it for sure. Yeah. I like, think oh, there, well, you there can't was a say something just negative about our property. You have to say something nice if you're going to admit that there's racism there. Hmm. Right. And that felt gross to me. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Welcome yeah. to America. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see something Man. Here. You're going to give me constructive um, feedback. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need a compliment so, as well right. on the side. Um, so there was a, a compliment sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was a line they included in the article here too uh, from the lady that I think did the video, Jacqueline Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, she also wrote something for CNN, I guess it looks like or something where she mm-hmm. said, uh, it is like a prime text for examining expressions of white supremacy in popular culture and said that it is precisely because of the ongoing painful patterns of racial injustice and disregard for black lives that Gone with the Wind should stay in circulation and remain available for the viewing analysis and discussion. Exactly. Uh, an opportunity to think about what classic films can teach us, she says. Yeah. So It's important. You know, it is yeah, important. like it, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, like we can see the way things were and say, that was bad. Right. But Let's it is important to see that instead do of doing, that. exactly. you know, I, and yeah. there's definitely, there's videos about it. I think John Oliver had a really good thing on his show like weeks ago, which at this point, maybe by the time you're listening mm. to it, it was months Quite ago, a while ago, but yeah. he did something about, about us history where he was talking about like the way that we are, are taught about things in America is just like, man, then we overcame slavery with the civil war. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the civil rights thing happened and we've just been good ever since. And there's not all these systemic problems. And like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the way that we're taught history. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so in a, in essence, we kind of, we do kind of need gone with the wind to show us <laughs> the way that racism existed. Right. Where it did. How bad it, it was. Mm-hmm. Not even and that all that long ago. That's fed society for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah, totally. And it's something that's still well revered. Like this movie that you've heard about your entire life, maybe not having seen, this is what's in that film. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's an important thing yeah. that we do need to know. For sure. And so this, the subtitle to this episode should be Gone with the Wind. Welcome to America. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> <Basically>. to America. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Where we, uh, we got mm, some issues. Yeah. yeah still, but try to make it pretty. Because yeah. I don't like being uncomfortable. Mm. Yay. Yep. 
And that's not the last time we'll talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Certainly not. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, are, are you specifically referencing... I'm thinking about Do the Right Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Do the Right Thing. Sorry. No, I <laughs> Watched it a few days list? ago. It, yeah. it is on the list. Okay. Thank goodness. Boy, that's going to be a fun slash rough time. I doing the report on that one. I it don't might be. I was just looking at the list. What year um, was that? That was 1989. Okay, that's something that's oof. been really weird with this podcast. Is that like, it's definitely already helped me like get all of the like years i used to be really mm. bad with me dates, too yeah but, like i've got so many movies lodged in my head like i'm yeah. wikipedia of what year it came totally. out and like do the, doing <laughs> the math of when it was filmed and i'm already getting better at like adjusting for inflation mm. like a little bit yeah like, just in my kind head getting the estimates yeah, yeah. makes sense it's, i mean that's you know that's positive you mm-hmm. are reporting on do the right thing Ooh. oh boy i I will do my best. It's it's going to be a really interesting time for sure. That's and definitely like, the report I'm going to spend this full three weeks on. Maybe going to be the single most topical movie. Except by that by the point we get to it, who knows what things will be like? I I don't know. It, okay. If we like, were to cover I, I it like right saying, now, like, holy time, crap, we really like those problems will still. Oh yeah, no, like I don't think no things will be, to be better, but like you right. know, maybe it'll be worse. I don't know. Like yeah. politically, yeah. where everything will be and. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, I don't, I don't think just because of, you know, obviously right. we should probably put like politics alert at the beginning of this yeah. episode. Oh man, it's like, going to be unavoidable. I don't think that like uh, all the shootings are just going to stop now because no. of protests. Absolutely. Like, it's obviously it's done. Going. It's done nothing but continue. We just see more and more coming out every day. It feels like. So yeah, it's not this a good is time. Just, at the moment, a reality. Yeah. And it's Very not relevant. something that can never go away. Mm-hmm. But it's something that at the moment doesn't look like it is. Yeah, it feels very enabled. And anyway, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that when we get to it. Anyway, racism is bad. Black lives matter, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Black lives matter. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, this is a rough movie to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to. Oh wait, never mind. I was like, I'm wait, looking what? forward to more lighthearted films. Like next week when we're covering. Oh God. The Great That's Dictator. Right. Oh man! Recently, we're now we're, we're going to go straight into talking about Hitler. That we get Fantasia. Be funny, we do get Fantasia. Fantasia. That'll be fun. Yeah, I I like Fantasia. That's actually so that one will have David Hand doing some of it, but there's mm. like a trillion directors, so I didn't also oh, count sweet. that. So there there are the two exceptions on the list. Of yeah. Like, def- technically, directors had their hands in, in two different films. You know. Yeah. Victor Fleming with both of th- with yeah. the Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind, and then David Hand with. Snow White. Right. There's so Fantasia. many. But Fantasia, I think, is the one that's going to hold up. Yeah. I think so, so too. I'm excited yeah. for that one. Really that cool to see. I've, yeah, I've never seen that gorgeous. still. So yeah. Wait, like Great Dictator, Fantasia, and who mm. else? Or which um, other one? Mm. I can't remember. I, 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 I've been looking at I was Falcon. trying to. No, I think that's the week that's after. The Hold next on, week, I have it, I have it here. Citizen Kane. Oh, yes. Finally, mm-hmm. I'll finally see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Casablanca. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, not that we're banking these. Children we're not doing paradise. this. We're no, we're not we're not we don't do that. We would never do no. that. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, we've just been talking about like what the next month looked like. You Great. Know, like, hey, yeah. yeah. Sorry for that misconception. Yeah. If you yeah. really thought that we were like banking episodes, oh, then honestly, just, I know it's already like pretty much near the end of the podcast, but just turn it off now. This podcast isn't for you. If you're the kind of person that yeah. would assume that we would be banking things. I'm going to need you to go um, home. Never. I'm going to need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Uh, all right. Good That's riddance. pretty much all I have to say. Good riddance. Unless Fuck Woody we wanted Allen. to try and dig <laughs> in anywhere else. Ryan Gosling fucks. <laughs> Ryan Sorry, Gosling could have saved short. this movie. Could he? What? Yeah, if he acted in it. If he acted in it and just forced them to rewrite it. Yeah, like just I think <laughs> he just a different movie. should have like come <laughs> in and like called out all the characters on all their bullshit. I think what he really should have done was was invent a time machine, go back in time, you know, fix all of racism, fix Jim Crow laws. So this movie would not need to continue to exist in our public consciousness because it didn't exist to begin with because racism had been fixed. Perfect. <laughs> and I think he we could do it. it. Thank you, Ryan Gosling. Racism is no more. <laughs> and it's all thanks to Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually, maybe that doesn't make the most sense. Uh, we, what we really need is a white guy to go back in right. time and fix uh, all the uh, racism. Oh no, us. but it's yeah. like the one good white guy. Yeah, we can we can say like you know. Yeah. White guys suck, but Ryan Gosling fuck. Oh. We like <laughs> I am done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this really is an E-rated podcast, isn't it? it? Is, I'm, I'm yeah. always just, I'm continually Listen shocked. with I'm your like, children. Yeah, it really Oops. did turn into this, didn't it? Oops. It's a little rough. Yeah. It's okay, hey, though. Hey, it's not bad. New, uh, Sorry, hashtags, I it's not bad. Mm-hmm. That'll be the next hashtag. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram Ooh. and Twitter at MovieLoad. Movie. Wow, I cannot English today. All my words are slurring together. At Movie Overload Pod on Instagram. At Movie Overload underscore on Twitter. And uh, MovieOverloadPod.com. MovieOverloadPod at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We got, obviously, check us out on on the YouTubes. I think our channel name at the moment is just Movie Overload. I think so. You might want to change that to Movie Overload Podcast. Yeah, we'll probably do that to make it more easily discoverable. If you put in Movie Overload plus a movie title. That... If you know what you're looking right, for. Right, right. If you're like, ah, movie <laughs> overload, Metropolis. Or I don't know why you, Metropolis for in my head is like our like the episode of the podcast. Maybe the representative episode because yeah. it really isn't. But like <laughs> it's about to be it was interesting. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say that hasn't even come out yet. Well, by the time I mean, we're recording not, this. D- well they uh, they'll we're not have it. Yeah, it, out, it, so it, it has, has come out yet. You're right. You're right. Take your apples and go. Paradox. Oh god. Fine. That was gather, a, that's a, the sound gathering, gathering your apples makes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, the time we have for today. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. You're uh, okay, I guess. I, sorry, it was it was a it was a dour experience, but yeah. it was an, I think an important. A few experience. weeks of rough times. Would you guys say that movies. it belongs on this list. Yes, I would. If only for the, it's just historical in, in uh, yeah. importance and just it being notable because who cares at this scale about movies this long mm-hmm. and obviously the amount of like money and it made and the cultural weight that it has yeah whether or not it deserves and that that cinematography it's though. yeah it's it, there are various uh, ways in which i think it does deserve yeah. even if i personally am really not a fan right like <laughs> i don't think i'll ever watch it again but i do yeah. think that it is a movie that it's no should be watched yes and i i do think that it yeah, it it has its place on this list, but I I think the more we've been going through the list, the more I've realized the reason why things belong on this list is not the reason why I originally unwittingly just kind of mm-hmm. stuck them on there based yeah. off of other lists amalgamating stuff. Like yeah. mm. they belong for reasons other than being the cinematic best. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. some things belong and on there because it really tells you something about our society. It really tells you something about the history of mm-hmm. our country. And just the progression of the art form in general. Yeah. 
Um, it's definitely good to have the actual perspective of watching these things mm-hmm. instead of just being like, yeah, because like before I would just be like, oh yeah, Gone with the Wind is a good movie because I know it's a good movie. It's a classic. Just because it's just kind of ubiquitous. It's just right. out in culture and just you know about it. You hear it's about an important it and how movie. it's a classic. It may not be a good movie. Yeah. It's hard to Right, and then you that. actually watch it and then it's like, uh, it's a little more yeah. complicated than that. So Four it's, stars, it's good to, hard to yeah. get through. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a, a different perspective, which makes sense because yeah. actually watching the thing is important. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's, this it's, has a, been good. it's a weird murky thing, but it's really, it's. I think it's been really interesting to have the amount of diversity in the in yeah, the episodes totally. that we have had, and I'm, oh, I'm happy with with, uh, with the way that this podcast is. We are yeah. like That's over ten percent of the way through the list now. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. We're I think we're like twenty. S- oh wait, no, I lied. That's because I I've think seen this other is our. I think this is our eleventh movie. Yeah, so I think I'm at almost sixty percent of like having seen sixty percent of the movies. Oh wow! Nice. So I was only at like twenty six percent. Not sure where I am. I've just logged a ton of movies. Like <laughs> I have problems. Forty seven. So I made the list. So true. true. This is true. Oh yeah. By yeah. the way, we've got the list on our website. Yes. Ah, so yes. If you want to follow so along and see where we're going, give us a mm. give us a rating. Yeah. Uh, on iTunes, that would be that'd be rad. Tell your friends. Indeed. Um, we got also our stuff on YouTube. We already yep. said that. Yeah, I think we've plugged everything already. Yep. Yeah. We're just kind of rambling on. Uh, look forward to well. next week with The Great Dictator, a not political movie at all, <laughs> uh, but very fun times. All right, oh, thank you guys I just seeing. remembered something hmm? that is a funny, relevant piece of trivia to that, which I wanted to f- bring up and I forgot. Um, with the casting of Scarlet, um, there was basically, it was between two people. It was between Vivian Lee and Paulette Goddard were like tied for the spot. Hmm. And Paulette Goddard didn't work out because... She was married to Charlie Chaplin, and apparently that was kind of controversial. So she was ousted, and Vivian Lee got the part. Huh. And I did not look into the details of that. I really should have, yeah, because I don't know why that would be controversial. Maybe we'll talk about that on the next I episode as an addendum. That. That's interesting. That was mentioned, mm. and I thought that was very weird. I was like, why would being married to Charlie Chaplin be enough to get you not cast for a part? Yeah, like no, I'll definitely look into um, it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see. It's set. It, it's required <laughs> for this podcast. I don't want to see my cinematic heroes right. get decimated by, yeah, you know, my own research. Hey, maybe but I will do it. Maybe it's the kind of strong. thing that, like, you look at it now and be like, "Oh, that's dumb." Right. I don't know. Well, I know that he was. He had some relationships mm. that, like, you know, he was not married, but was ha- in in these like very public relationships mm. with people okay. in a way that lots of people did think was very inappropriate at the time. Mm. Okay. So it could be like mm. that he had this kind of like reputation of being like, you know, right? Oh, like oh, you're hanging out with that guy, right? Okay. That 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 immoral guy, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like like uh, Edna Perviance was like someone who worked he worked with on a lot oh. of his films. Yeah. And and people like had this idea of like i've heard people talk about her being like oh yeah charlie chaplin's wife and then people are like no never married like they were just okay. in a very public relationship mm, for a very long time it's the same thing yeah and that was kind of scandalous so I see it could, could be, be something thing, like that yeah. i don't know but at that the same time also could be other things yeah who knows who knows? and i'm scared to find out <laughs> what i was gonna be great. okay but yeah like looking forward to that episode yep. Thank you guys for listening, as we say at the end of every episode of this very Movie Overload podcast. I feel like I remember I saw one, and I forgot what it was. I could just cop out and use the the one that everyone knows, but I feel like that would be cheating. Do it.
No. Uh, there, that ah. was the sound of ah. of Vivian or of Scarlet slapping a man there you again, go. or another woman, or another woman, or you know, <laughs> or tr- the quote is or just trying to slap a man and falling down the stairs. <laughs> that uh-huh. was brutal. Just hilarious. Oh. Sorry, I laughed at a Do lot of really bad lines things. From her dad does he say something weird like, uh, oh, you know, get you, you sh- person about land, my land. Oh, because he's Irish. Yeah, his would have been fun. Ah, uh, maybe maybe it'll get edited in later. Oh, he was pretty anyway. Irish and no, dead. Said something about me, Lucky Charms. We didn't finish summarizing the movie. That's okay though. Everyone <laughs> dies. That's kind of the end of the summer. Yeah, it is um, sad. Which is actually sort of true. Um, like half the people die. Um, anyway, that's all I've seen. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's weird. I mean, it's watch dumb. it. It doesn't matter. No, watch no. it. I don't know. It's whatever. Anyway, anyway, that's it. We're going. We're gone. Get See out of here. Bye bye. This podcast is gone with the wind. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>